Hi, you've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, I need an update. Haircut? No, my jeans, they're outdated. Run to Old Navy for tons of new jean styles on sale right now. Old Navy? Yes, try the new Rockstar 24-7. Now with more stretch and comfort than ever, you can feel and look fabulous. Plus, all jeans for the whole family are on sale up to 50% off, starting at $15 for adults and from $10 for kids. Up to 50% off all jeans? Yep, say hi to new denim at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. It's a date. New jeans at Old Navy. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 810-823, excludes clearance. Blog Talk Radio. Stop playing. <laughs> that went on a little longer than I thought it was. Uh, anyway, welcome to another exciting edition of Off the Rails Radio. I'm glad that you decided to spend your nice, crispy, cold Wednesday night with your, yours truly. I am Tom Wayne. Um, before I get into my new segment, um, I want to say that my last episode of Bobby Blade um, the best and worst of WF 1990 to 1999 has one of the highest downloads of any show I've ever had. It's sitting right now at 89 downloads. Um, I just want to keep building on them numbers, and I can't do it without all you guys out there. And I just want to thank everybody that downloads it, this show, everybody that listens live, everybody in the chat room, which is right now none, uh, <laughs> which that's fine too. Um, I opened it up in case anybody wants to go on there and, you know, talk. Uh, we had a lot of chat room activity on my last show. Uh, an email I've gotten on my Off the Rails Radio Facebook page, which I honestly hardly ever use because I find that I can reach more people through my personal page than I can through that that page. I've got 600 people on my page, my per, my personal Facebook page and only 74 likes on that one. Even though I do try to push the push the shit out of the off the road radio page, I reach more off that. But I got an email asking when will we you everybody be able to download my my previous episodes because obviously on this account it's only got two shows. My my very last one with Bobby Blade and my bro, the one with my brother. And then, well, three, including tonight. Next week, sometime, probably on one of my days off from work, I'm going to have a marathon. Uh, it's going to be all my shows that are going to be back-to-back. I think three a day is the most I'm allowed to do. Um, it's going to have wrestling interviews with such guests as Felony Fox, Zodiac, Jared Sloan, Bobby Blade, Scott Diamond, me and my brother will discuss Sons of Anarchy in one podcast, and then in a special 30-minute podcast, we talk about Robin Williams. After right, It was right after he died we did the podcast for him, and it was pretty good. Um, my West Memphis Free podcast, which is broken up into two parts, thanks to Blog Talk Radio. They kind of cut me off halfway through, and I was just getting used to the 
used to how all the the equipment works. Which now, I was I started it out on a phone. You called in on a on an actual house phone and did it all there, and, and it sounded very crackly. I since upgraded to Skype and and a Turtle Beach headset, which I'd originally bought for my PlayStation 4, and I started using it for this. And it people tell me it sounds a lot more crisper, a lot clearer. You can understand things a little better, and that's always a positive. It's what I look for, and uh, and that's that. And I just want to, th- again, I want to thank everybody. I'm kind of rambling, but now I've decided, because I, what I've been doing the last couple shows is I've had my first 20 minutes or so, I've been talking about a subject. In my first podcast with my back with my brother, I talked about UFC 182, John John Jones, and why John Jones needs to be stripped of the UFC light heavyweight title. Last week, I I did a, a kind of a review of American Sniper and Lone Survivor, and I played a special song for the troops called the Warrior Song, which I've requested been requested to play that tonight, and I will play it here in just a minute, and then. I decided that I want to have a new segment, and it's going to be called Rant of the Week. And it's, this week is going to be on college sports and college fans and why they take the, some of them take the fun out of it for everybody else. But before we get into that, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play the Warrior song. It's been requested a couple times today. So here is the Warrior song. Uh, I don't know who sings the song. I, have, I need to look it up. And I will, while, while it's playing, I will... Go on Wikipedia and I'll, or wherever in YouTube and see who who plays it. Here it is, the Warrior song.
That was the Warrior song, and uh, while it was playing, I went on YouTube and looked up the song, and it's performed by Hardcore, as in, like, the chorus spelled like, you know, Marine Corps, C-O-R-P-S, and I've never heard of them. Um, I like the song. I have it on my phone right now uh, in my my standard rotation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Rhett of the Week. I don't. I like sports. I've I love the NFL, and I've here recently getting been getting back in the Major League Baseball um, after not pretty much watching it for since ninety six ninety seven. The reason being, you know, it was something my dad and I watched, and when he passed away back in ninety eight, I just it was one of those things that I just didn't really want to have nothing to watch it anymore. Just reminded me. I mean. And I even gave up wrestling for a little while, too. But baseball, for some reason, that was something we always did together, me, him, and my brother. And I just quit watching it, uh, quit keeping up with it. I, w- I think I went and seen one game in 2002 with some friends. It was the uh, last year of Riverfront Stadium. Uh, I think against the, I want to say it's against the Pirates, and they lost. <laughs> Go figure. But uh, anyway, whenever a U.K., Louisville, Duke, any other team in my in my my feed, I I just don't get why they people feel the need to think that just because they like one team that they're better than a certain amount of people that like another team, or and then then we'll like attack them. I mean, really, like, what do you get out of it? I mean, I've seen people in in years long friendships over that shit, and I just I don't get it, and. The whole burning couch thing. A friend of mine, Tim Bess, that I work with at, at Applebee's, he told me that it started in West Virginia. And I just don't see the point in in have, like having near riots when somebody wins a game or wins a championship. To me, it just takes the fun out of it. And, I, you know, I don't get it. I mean, t- somebody explained to me that where – where it makes sense to get downright nasty over over a win or two or whatever a championship and 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 I just 
I just don't see the point in it. And why? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm kind of getting getting worked up right now, and I don't I don't know why. I mean, I've seen some people on Facebook get downright nasty over the fact that you know person A likes or person B likes Louisville and they like UK. And I mean, I love the NFL. I I watch it whenever I can. Most of the time I'm at work, so I can't really watch it. And, um, but I'm a Bengals fan. You know, I was raised in Middletown, which is about maybe 30, 30 or so minutes outside of Cincinnati. And, you know, there's a God bless the Steelers fans. I mean, I don't like the Steelers. Uh, I don't really have a, a, any indifference toward the Ravens or the Browns, but, you know, if the Steelers beat us, which they, they did beat us in the, in the NFL playoffs, you don't see me going on there, you know, trying to talk down every Steelers fan just because we got beat. I mean, it makes you look very stupid, and I just don't get it. Why? What is the point of being nasty just because somebody likes a team different than you? I don't get it. it to me, it's just it's a waste of time, and it takes the fun out of it. That's why I don't co- follow college sports at all, just because the people, they, they think they're on the team, and you're not. You know, it's like people are like, oh, we beat. Who they, whoever they beat last night, um, they murdered another team, and I, I could care less. But about the, the game, but they're just like, oh, we beat them. I'm like, no, no, you didn't. They beat them. You just like them. And <laughs> and I, I want I want to set fire to it on Facebook just to be a dick because that's me. <laughs> but and I'll, I'll type out some witty response, and halfway through, I'll just delete the whole damn thing just because it's a waste. Of, and it's like, man, am I really wasting my time doing this? And, of course, you know, people are out there probably saying, well, I'm wasting my time now talking about it. But, you know, I needed – I got my first drain of the week, and it had to be about something. So – but it's just – you guys take you take it so seriously, you take the fun out of it. It's like, my, you know, my, my guest coming up soon after, after break is going to be Michael Wilson. And, you know, he said on Facebook he doesn't like the, the movie Annabelle. Well, you know, I mean – is it? It's childish for you know some Joe Blow down the street to come on you know start downgrading him just because he doesn't like a movie. It's the same way with a sports team. You know I like the Bengals. If you like the Steelers, God bless you. I hope our team beats you, your team. But that's that's where I leave it. And college sports would be a little bit more enjoyable if we could go back to that. But no, it's the whole I'm better than you because I like this team and you're a piece of crap. If you like this team and if you like this team, I can't even be your friend and it's stupid. It's childish and it takes the fun out of it. So it's rather short rant of the week, but it, I wanted it to fill about 15 minutes and it did. And uh, I'll have a new subject next week when I'm back on Tuesday night, I believe it is, which I next Tuesday I'll have Bobby Blade back on. We're going to talk about the best and the worst of WCW 90 to 99. And I'm, we're going to go ahead and cut to a break. And when I, when I come back on, I'm going to have my special guest, Johnny Murder himself, Michael Wilson. And keeping in with the horror theme, I went and I found a, a song that I'm probably going to get some heat when Michael comes on, on the on the air about it because it's just a cheesy 80s song, but it goes with one of the number one franchises in horror history, even though it kind of turned into three slapstick, three stooges kind of genre towards the end of it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dawkins with Dream Warriors.
if it'll start to play. There it goes. <laughs>
All right, that was Dokken with Dream Warriors. Uh, the title track off of the off of the Nightmare on Elm Street three soundtrack. Which was there anything else on there that I I, I can't recall? Uh, but maybe my guest does because he like me has a love of horror movies, and I want to go ahead and bring him on the air. Michael Wilson, how are you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Tom? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Awesome. Staying warm tonight? Yeah, man. Roasty toasty. <laughs> yeah, about as best as you can. All yeah. right. Um, like I've said, you and me both, we both love horror movies. Um, you probably know a whole lot more than I do because I kind of stick to my favorite types because there's a, there's a millions of genres of horror movie. Different. There's J-horror from Japan. There's gore. There's slasher. Oh, yeah, it's endless. It's endless, man. Mm-hmm. What would have to be your favorite genre? Um, Man, I'm a, I'm a zombie lover. I mean, even before the whole Walking Dead, you know, fiasco took over, man. It's anything with a zombie, and I don't care if it was filmed in Hollywood or in, you know, in your backyard with somebody's phone. Man, I'm, I'm going to watch it if there's a zombie in it. Nice. Um, lately, I've been, I've been really into um, home invasion horror, you know, like uh, – Strangers, who's next, things like that. I've been really, I've been really into into that specific genre here lately. Seems to be some pretty good movies like that on the horizon coming up. Yeah, I've I've seen the bits and pieces of the Stranger, Strangers, I think it's called, and I haven't right. seen I've seen haven't seen any of Who's Next, but I've heard it's very good. It's on my to do list yeah. of movies to check out. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, I've I've yet to find one that, for me personally, meets up to the um, the. Uh, the Strangers Bar that that it's set for for home invasion horror, but it's 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 up there, man. It ranks pretty high. Mm-hmm. And what would be your least favorite type of horror movie? Uh, my least favorite type would be, um, man, uh, the teen slashers from probably like the mid to late nineties. Your uh, I, I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. Um, I'm trying to forget what you did last summer. You know, whatever the <laughs> whatever the schools ended up being called, man. Just that thought, that that typical. I thought type. the first one was pretty decent. I thought the first one was pretty decent, but then the second one they just redid it. It's like, you know, it yeah. was revolving yeah. door that, of teenagers getting murdered, with the exception of right. Jim of you it. <laughs> right, and the third one was even worse. The third one was just absolutely horrible. Um, they tried to take a whole different route, and it ended up being like a um, a supernatural uh, killer is what it ended up being. In the in part three, and it just totally, um, and it just completely went off the rails. Mm. All right, um, I follow most of most of what you put on Facebook, and you're one of the most funniest guys I've seen on Facebook. I've shared quite a few Thank of your statuses, and I'm just like, man, I wish I could have come up with that. But um, I've seen <laughs> that you recently watched the movie Annabelle. Oh uh, yeah, you did not like it at all. And I did, man. There, there was nothing about that movie, and I've, I've been taking a lot of heat in some of, um, some of the horror groups I'm in for, you know, for being so hard on it, man. But I just thought it was. I feel like, I feel like New Line owes me an hour and thirty nine minutes of life mm-hmm. after, after watching that movie. I didn't think it was the worst, but I was, I went when I went to the theaters and seen it. I was expecting a lot more than what they gave us. It, I mean, I'm, yeah, and I think. I think everyone was, you know, because it was kind of riding on the coattails of um, of The Conjuring, you know. So I think people were expecting that 
which I absolutely love that movie. So I think, you know, I, I also was expecting that, you know, that type of of quality film and nope, we we didn't get it. <laughs> we didn't get it no. at all. Now, was that directed by the same people? Um, the director, I, I'm actually not sure, to be honest with you. Um, I know it had uh, some of the same writers and the producer. Um, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent on the on the director. Because I remember, and this is a spoiler alert for anybody out there listening. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm about to spoil the beginning for you. Uh, the beginning shows the the cult or whatever either trying to kill the wife and the baby or doing something and it ends up possessing the doll. Now that beginning I thought was pretty cool. The beginning of the movie, maybe the first until before they till they move out of the house when they move into that apartment, that was when it started kind of letting us down. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Man. I I thought I like the way it started, I thought it was going to be, you know, all right, but even even the beginning it just takes so long, you know, before mm-hmm. Anything happens, it's just you know you watch an hour of people hanging out basically, mm-hmm. and I mean you know the doll itself, you know by the time you actually see it move or do anything in the film, you know it, it's it's pretty much over, and you never really see it move on its own. It's that cheesy '80s demon, which don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking '80s horror, man. I love me some '80s horror, but it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a place in a, in a movie that's made in you know 2014. You know it's um, so. Basically, you have this doll that's possessed that doesn't move through the entire movie. You know, I mean, what I mean, what the hell are we supposed to look at? Yeah, and it, and when you you never see it move, you see you always see it after it moved, or right. yeah, it looks exactly. like somebody like when she's looking up under the doorway. Which this isn't a spoiler because it was in the freaking the preview, <laughs> uh, and it just right. hits the ground. It's just like it's just like, are we going to do anything better? I mean. Right, and then, and then, and then the, there near the end, um, another spoiler coming up, guys. If you haven't seen it, but um, another another time when it, I thought it was actually moving, I was like, "Thank God, finally!" But that cheesy devil demon thing was actually just lifting it up. You know, I mean, I was like, oh, "So disappointed." It was just, it was that, so rushed, man, and not not just the story. It's you know, you got you got the actors and the actress who were in those roles, and they were just. They were so plastic. They were just not believable as even real people at all. I mean, I understand it took place, you know, back back when people acted different or whatever. But man, just it, her her reactions to some of the things that were happening were just they were just like stoic. Like her face was just was just straight static. There was no response at all to any of the things happening. Mm-hmm, exactly. And going back to that demon, I'm a firm believer that it, in and I thought the the Paranormal Activity movies hit this great. A, a force not seen is scarier than a force that is seen. And when they revealed the demon, and you could see the demon, to me, it just—it was just like you took some of the fun out of it. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it just, yeah. What what little bit they had hanging on by that when that demon popped up in that little storage area, it was it was over. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought they could have had the same scene without the demon, and it would have been a million times more effective. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And even even the hand, you know how his hand kind of kind of slides into the scene. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. And then he stands up, and I'm like, man, I think I saw this costume at Halloween Express last year, man. <laughs> it was <laughs> awful. All right, uh, that's enough roasting of Annabelle, as if she hasn't been roasting enough. But and <laughs> and because when I told you last night, when I seen you post that, I was like, 
ah, there, there's where we're going to begin. And <laughs> when I go into these interviews, I'm just like, I, I, I try to structure the first two or three questions, and then we just we add on from there. And sounds good. Uh, going back to our favorite horror, what would have to be your all-time, not including TV shows, because there's been some decent horror TV shows here lately. But including mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, which I don't really consider horror. I consider it more thriller, survival. But All right, absolutely. What would be your favorite horror movie? Oh, my favorite. Oh man, that's that's a tough one. Um It's like ask, it's like wow. asking to pick which one which one of your kids is your favorite kid, huh? Yeah, I don't I mean, I love them all equally. <laughs> I don't yeah, I d I don't know, man. It'd it'd be hard to pick. Um I kinda go through through like moves where I watch I watch one horror movie and I watch it a lot for you know a month or two and right now I've actually been kind of on a on a throwback kick man I've been watching um the House on Haunted Hill and Thirteen Ghost remakes off and on for the last probably two or three months I I love the Thirteen Ghost remake when I first seen it yeah me too man that's classic I love it mm-hmm. to the point when I was even doing the whole backyard wrestling thing I stole my name from the movie <laughs> oh yeah. Just, and even the little spelling, the T H I R one three E N, because I I I I'd never seen anything like that before, and I was just like, mm, I've never seen the original though. Oh really? Mm-mm. Yeah, the the original it's 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 quite a bit different. They they put a different spin on it. Um, it's a Vincent Price movie, which I, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. How um, the guy who plays. Um, Price in the in the remake, he he kind of puts like a little Vincent Price spin on his role. He's got the little look going on. I thought that was kind of a cool um, a cool shout out back to the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the ending of of the original is is pretty drastically different. Um, the house turns out not to be haunted in the original. It's uh it's all just a clever trap for him to um, murder his wife, basically. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Big difference. Yeah. And what what would you say would be your thought on these? And speaking, because since we're talking about a remake movie, a lot of horror movies have been remade here lately. Nightmare on Elm Street, which a lot of people did not like. I don't did. What what was your thoughts on it? Um, man, the first time I watched it, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it because I was. So used to seeing Robert England's face as Freddy, and um, I just—I guess I wasn't—I wasn't prepared to see somebody different, and he has different mannerisms. You know, he, he wasn't even trying to to be Robert England, which I you know after watching the second and you know third and fourth and fifteenth and you know hundredth time, you know, I actually I actually like that. I really like it now after after the first time through. I, I like the way he looks. I think he looks more like a, like a realistic. Um, burn victim than what uh, the original looked and I like his little um, scissor fingers that he does a lot I think that's a that's a pretty cool little little quirk that he's got going on mm-hmm. and I noticed I noticed when I watched it the first time in theaters because I think I went and seen it two or three times in the theaters I mean, very rarely right. do I do that but I've, I've always loved Nightmare on Elm Street but I noticed that they took a lot of the cheesy lines that he said in the movies and he said he says them in in the remake, but my God, he makes them so creepy. Yeah, man, it's just it's so much darker. And I mean, you know, that's that's partially because they can they can um, 
get away with a lot more in horror movies now than they could in, you know, 1985 and 86. Um, that's like, you know, the, the, the old the old nightmare movies you know everybody knows Freddy is a a child molester but you know it never it never actually says that in any of the films because no, just, they, that was an right he was just like a um, um, a child murderer but you know every every other hint that they gave you know you pretty much knew what was happening yeah but now you know now things are different um, standards are different the FCC is different they can you know they can basically just put it right out there that, you know, this is what this guy is. And I like that it can yeah. be edgier. I like that it can be, it can be a little bit darker. And I'm, I really like to see them, see them, you know, continue a whole mm-hmm. franchise from that remake, but it's not looking too well, promising right now. No, and, and it was weird because after it was released, and of course it, it made money, it was very profitable. Right. And they had, and they greenlit a sequel, but it just, it, I don't know if it's never come to fruition or, because yeah, uh, I, mean, I know Jackie or Haley said, Love to do it, and Robert England was about the only original cast member that actually liked the movie. I know Craven hated it, Heather Langenkamp hated it, and well, I mean, with him, with with Wes Craven, you got to understand, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street was his, you know, that was his baby. The only thing I read an interview because I think this last year was the 30th anniversary of the release of the original. And he right. the only th- he said the only thing that he really liked about the, night, the the remake was the fact that they went back with the original storyline of him instead of him being a killer child killer he was a child molester right and, than, and he liked Haley's portrayal of Kruger but he didn't like anything else and, right and I like how they did I thought they did a good job mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the whole trying to stay awake, and if you stay awake for too long, then you st- you fall asleep forever kind of deal. Right. Yeah. I, th- I, th- yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, man. Remakes have remakes have been kind of running the whole show for the last what ten years. Yeah. I mean, and I think it started with a Texas the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the first ho- big horror remake that I noticed. Um, the first one that I remember really being. Mainstream anyway was um, was Psycho with uh, Vince Vaughn. Ah, yeah, that's that's the first real mainstream one from you know from my generation that that I can you know of course there were more previously. Um, the Omega Man in the '80s was of course a remake that, of The Last America. Yeah, and that one wasn't bad. I remember watching that. Right, right, yeah, and then of course you have a a remake for our generation, which is I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, all all three based on the same book. Mm-hmm. And I I am legend. That's the one with Will Smith, correct? Right. Yep. I didn't think too much of that one. I've seen the Omega Man or whatever it was called. I think it was the original. And right. I thought it was I thought it was better. It I think it's a lot better. And then if you if you go even even like further back, the very first movie based on that book is. Um, the Last Man on Earth with uh, Vincent Price, mm-hmm. and I actually like that even more than than the Omega Man, which I I love that book. I think it's a great book. It's one of my all time favorites. I've probably read it you know half a dozen times. So I'm kind of I'm kind of picky about movies that are are based on that particular book. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, staying on the subject of remakes, what did you think about the Friday the Thirteenth reboot? I won't call it a remake. 
because it really wasn't a remake of the first one, but it was a reboot of the franchise. Right. Man, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've watched it a handful of times, and uh, I, I thought it was great. Um, they kept, you know, they kept the, the, they kept a little bit of um, the campiness, but you know, not, not so much that it kind of ruined the whole the whole feel that they were they were trying to put off. Um, I like that they kind of went into a little more of his psychology, um, like what was happening in his head, and I like that they they explained how he just pops up places. You know, it's like not yeah, you know, that little the tunnel system happening and everything under the ground. He's got that little place where he lives. He doesn't just, you know, appear behind trees, like kind of like he seemed to do in the original movies. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, I like, I like that movie a lot, man. I like how they went with it. Yeah. I like that. They got away from the Superman, Jason, Superman, Jason from right, six, absolutely. seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, right. whatever. Yeah, uh, which one did you prefer? The, the more human Jason from the originals or the, the more supernatural. Um, I like the human Jason, but I, I like that he can he can keep returning. I think by the time it got to um, Jason goes to hell, I think it had done gotten so far off track that nobody cared anymore. Yeah, um, it was just, it was just gotten so crazy. Like it wasn't even Jason; it was this little worm. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I mean, apparently Jason's you know about to make a comeback. You know, he's got yeah new sequel coming out this year. Um, he's got a video game coming out this year, um, and a new TV series that's going to be coming out in the next, I think, two years. I think it comes out in 2016. Now, are they going to base that off of the movie with Jason, or are they going to kind of go the way they went before when it, when it's like, oh, we got a Friday, Friday the 13th TV show with absolutely no Jason? No relation, yeah. Um, from what I understand, it's it's going to be about Jason, but he's not going to be featured in, in every single episode. Mm-hmm. But he he will be there, and he uh, quoting um, the producer, it, it it will be the Jason that you know and love. Nice. Uh, yeah, speaking and, of TV shows, uh, I seen you post that you would like to get your hands on Freddy's Nightmares. Oh yeah, yeah, I really would, man. Um, now here's what I'm about to really... make you a little jealous. I have Fre- I have both seasons of Freddy's Nightmares. Uh, I'm done with this show, man. I quit. <laughs> I I found them on the internet and they're, of course they're VHS rips and some of them right, can be right. a little grainy but the first few episodes which even they said in the Never Sleep Again documentary the first few episodes are the best episodes of the show uh, yeah it's a, I've got Life It's a Miserable Life I've actually watched them all but I only have I might have about five episodes that I actually own but I mean, I've watched them all, man. I would, I would love if they would release them on Blu-ray. Hell, man, I'd probably buy them if they released on freaking DVD at this point. Well, I you know, think just, they're on DVD uh, overseas, whatever uh, whatever region that is, and that's all that's right. been released. And man, that's, that's saying, a shame. As much, as much as a cash cow as Freddy is with merchandise, it surpri- right, like, yeah. surprised me because we get a we get a re-release of the the movies. Every couple of years, whether it be DVD or Blu-ray, it's got a new box set, a new packaging. Right. It's like, why can't they release the TV show? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And because I, I mean, I think it's especially the episode that shows his um, his trial. You know, that's mm-hmm. the only place that you ever see, you know, the human version of him actually on trial. Other, you know what I mean? And I just think that's a really cool, it's a really cool thing to see. 
Yeah, because they, I think they showed it in Freddy's Dead. They showed him human, but it was they showed him before he went to trial, and then when they killed right. him. Right. And yep. that was about it. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all you get to see, and then on on that one episode, you know, you get to see the whole the case getting thrown out, and him getting to just walk out, and everybody riding around him, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, and they, you know, they, he made they pretty much kept his physical face in most of it in shadow. I noticed, from right? What I remember, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, they did. Feel. All right. Um, any particular topics that you're wanting to discuss? Because I remember you told me you had a couple, couple topics you wanted to talk uh, about. Man, I was I was actually going to bring up um, the fact where the, the the fact that people think that so many of these horror movies are based on you know true stories, and because that's that's a, that's a conversation I see in so many message boards, you know, the Facebook groups, things like that, and people are so confused and so misinformed about you know what's true and what's not, and it's just mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. I mean, and some people, you know, some people get really upset when you try to try to explain to them, you know, what what actually happened. Oh yeah, in this day and age, nobody's allowed to be wrong, or you're the bad guy. No, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, man, the the Amityville Horror. I love the original. I like the remake. I mean, a lot of people hate it on it, but I love it. But that movie is one of the the biggest things that you know people you know the Amityville house really is haunted and. It's it's not guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm no. sorry. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. Um, mm-hmm. That all that was a hoax. You know, years and years and years ago, that it was all not true. I mean, the Lutzes admitted to it, and um, Butch DeFeo. I mean, he really did. You know, murder his 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 whole family. That you know that that actually happened. But um, the whole haunting story was made up by his lawyer and the Lutz family after they they moved in as as a way to try to get him a um an insanity plea. Yeah. And uh, you know, it just it just got got out of hand and they sold the rights to the guy who wrote the book, um Jay Anson, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course he, he added on to it to make it, you know, more of an interesting read and then Hollywood got a hold of it and you know, God only knows what all was changed there. Yeah, actually, I remember on Netflix there used to be a really good documentary about the Amityville house. I don't know right, if it's still right. on there or not, but because I haven't had Netflix in about a year, but right, uh, I remember watching it and I seeing a lot of the same things you was talking about, to where you know the Lutzes made up a little bit, then the lawyer made up a little bit more, and then the Lutzes was getting heat right. over it. Everybody was right. mad at everybody, and um, yeah, it got it got really bad. Speaking and on, then you had um, on your, Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Uh, I was going to say, um, you might recognize um, Ed and Lorraine Warren from uh, The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they actually um, investigated that house and claimed that there was an evil demon and that it needed to be exercised and all of them. And then it came out that it was a hoax. And, I mean, man, it just it trashed what little bit of a good reputation that those two still had. I mean, it, yeah. it, it really hurt them bad. And they, they held on to it for so long saying that, you know, it's no, it, it really is possessed. It, it wasn't a hoax. They, and they, you know, they had nothing, <laughs> they had nothing to, to back up their claims or anything. So that was one of the the final nails in, in the Lorraine dynasty's coffin, so to speak. Yeah. Now, Speaking of of the Lorraines and the Conjuring, was the Conjuring based off of a true story, or was that total just fiction that they just happened to be in? 
Uh, no, it was it actually was based on um, on a on a true story. One of one of their cases, you know, which you know you can I I personally take their cases with with a grain of salt. You know, it was it was based on something that that supposedly happened. Um, that's about as as much truth as you can get out of that. And you know, there's no real real records of the actual story or or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. Um, now one movie with the whole did it really happen or did it not there was actually and I know you've probably seen it and probably seen the shitty sequel that comes along with it <laughs> um, the Blair Witch Project a lot of people oh, yeah. when, it, when it was first and I was one of them of course I was you know I was a 15 year old kid at the time but right. you, you watched that movie and the first time I saw it it scared the bejesus out of me because I watched oh yeah it man they were yeah yeah and then they tell you this is this really happened, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow!" And then you yeah. come to find out it's total bullshit. Yeah, I mean, the guys who made that man were marketing geniuses. I mean, they had mm-hmm. documentaries airing on you know TLC and things. You know, whenever coming out, you know, it really backed up the claim that it was real. And you know, so many people, and that was that was the first. It wasn't the first found footage movie but it was the first probably mainstream found footage movie mm-hmm. you know nobody nobody had really had really actually seen anything like that up until that point you know unless they were on the whole you know the horror underground circuit yeah, Cause yeah it, was, I, it was great i thought it was real i bought a book from a bookstore that uh, was like a little one of those little paperback big well bigger paperback books that's got documents in it and a lot of it's redacted and and you know, right. I, for a couple about a year or so, I held on to to belief that fuck that was a, that was a real deal. And then I That's was right. watching a movie called um, it was one of those you know teen date movies, and it had the chick in it. And I was just like, wait a minute, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, and even now, man, even knowing that there's a there's a sequel that that just unabashedly states that it it was fake and it was all made up and that it's all over the internet. There are still people who, who actually, you know, wonder, you know, that I see people ask all the time, was this based on something? And I'm like, come on guys. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, and, man, the, the, the very first, um, found footage film was made such a huge stir that they actually locked the guy up in jail until he could prove that the people in the, in the, in the, in the film weren't, weren't dead. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's how that's how serious it was. That was like you know, 1980, I think 1981, something like that. What what movie was it? Uh, it was called a Cannibal Holocaust. Ah. Yeah, it was the very very first uh, found found footage film, and it was. I mean, it had some pretty pretty intense scenes, and I mean, people found it, and they actually. I mean, the whole the whole it wasn't even. I think it was Italy, maybe. Don't don't quote me on that, but I'm thinking that's what it was. But um, the, the the creator of the movie actually actually was was locked up in in prison until he could prove that the actors and actresses were were were, were all okay, and it actually became kind of kind of a chore because he he himself had made the actors and actresses sign a um, sign this thing saying that that they wouldn't venture out in public, they wouldn't be in any other films, they wouldn't make any media appearances or anything for a year after the film was out to make it look real. So nobody can find them because they were, you know, doing what they were supposed to do. Wow, and that's and yeah, and, and and you could get away with that back in that day and age, which you know today right. with cell phones, Facebook, every 
phone's got a camera. You couldn't. There's no. It's it's impossible oh, no. to do something like that to keep it hush hush. Yeah, it's 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 hard to be to be off the grid mm-hmm. at all. You know? Yeah. Even when you and, and even when you don't have a phone, you're still on the grid because you know, you know, if Joe, you know, if, if Joe Schmo over there has a ca- camera and he recognizes you, boom, there you are on Facebook, and then within an hour, it's viral. <laughs> right, right, done. And yeah. Uh, and going with the found footage, what was your thoughts on the Paranormal Activity series? Man, I, this is something else I take a whole lot of heat for, but I love those movies, man. I can't help it. Um, I guess, you know, being a former investigator, also, I guess you know, I kind of I kind of get into it a little bit more than, than the average horror movie fan does. But um, the marked ones, I, I didn't like the marked ones, but the ones that are in the actual franchise series, man, I, I, I like them a lot. I, I think they're mm-hmm. great. You know, you don't, you don't really see a whole lot of what's happening. I think that makes it, you know, ten times, ten times worse to watch. You know, kind of don't want to watch it in the dark, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I remember I was working at Hardee's at the time, and, and my boss came up and said, "We're all going to the movies tonight. You want to go?" And I was like, "Well, what are we going to see? Paranormal Activity." I was like, "I never heard of it before. I knew it was something that was was like you had to go sign up." petition to get it to play in your town or something right. and which was smart because it, it it showed who wanted to see it and we went right. and seen it and i i halfway through the movie i was starting to freak out and <laughs> again for anybody out there that hasn't seen it we about to spoil the end of it for you um when she becomes possessed and hollers and all that and when and it literally freaked me out when she chucked him at the camera with the sound oh, yeah. and the, the the sound of the footsteps coming up the stairs, it's like you don't see it, but you know it's there, and you know it's coming for you. And, oh, my God. Now, now they kind of – they don't go the comedy route, I thought, in the later episodes, but they kind of went on the cheap – went rely too much on the cheap scare, uh, especially in 4. Uh, yeah, I like one – I like two and three. Um, four was not my favorite. I and they tried to in three they had a really cool gimmick of the the camera on the the, the fan that I thought was right, right. clever that, that that allowed you to cover an entire room. And then they tried to one oh, up that with the whole Xbox Live the markers for the the motion detector. Right. Which, did you think that was a better gimmick than the fan, or vice versa? Um, I, I think it was, I think it was a more updated version of the, of the same, you know, the same kind of concept. Um, because you know, four was 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 you know a while ago, so there was really no rotating options for the the cameras, and so I, I think it I think it just showed um, the ingenuity from you know the different eras. I thought that I thought it was kind of cool the way they did it. Um, yeah, I, I agree with part four. Part four kind of relied more on uh, on jump scares than it did mood setting, like 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 the like one, two, and three did. And I'm I'm definitely more of a mood setting horror kind of guy than I am you know yeah. jump out and make jump kind of horror. I just I just doesn't really do it for me. But yeah, part four kind of started, and apparently part I haven't really read a lot about it for a while. But five I think comes out is it this year or next year? Uh, actually, hold on. I've got it. Um, 
let me start up my phone. Um, I've got a little countdown thing that I put a lot of movies in there that counts it and it counts down to the date. And I've got oh, it in cool, there. Cool. It's the ghost dimension. Uh, let my phone start up. But uh, on now a, a, a creepy note now, on the part four, the guy that plays the husband. Not long after filming that movie, he died. Oh yeah. Now I'm not insinuating to the people out there, to people out there that he died of because he was in this movie. Uh, it's just in right. the husband and wife in the movie were actually married in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I remember Cinema. I think Cinema Blender, Screen Rant, which are my two go-to websites for movies and TV shows, had that on there. That not long after it was released, that he passed away. I think of a heart attack. It was natural causes. It wasn't nothing freaky. But um, what didn't you like about the marked ones? Man, I just it honestly just bored me. I mean, there's you know there's nothing specific that I just. It just didn't interest me, man. I, I don't even think I actually finished the whole movie. I think I stopped about an hour in. Mm. Um, I just didn't get into it. I I just didn't care how it ended. I didn't care what happened to the characters. Just, so you, you uh, haven't seen the ending at all? No, I didn't even finish it. I didn't even finish well, it. They kind of int- – I like how, how all of them – I haven't seen movies tie themselves together as neatly since the Saw movies. Uh, which we'll get into the Saw movies and that kind of genre here in a little bit. Um, but it was like you you would see things from di- one, like this one relates to one this way and two relates to four this way and right and, right and all that. And um, with the marked ones, it kind of said it's kind of like the demon is building himself an army out of these marked kids, which the main character right. is one of the marked kids. But the one thing that they introduced that I didn't care for is a time tra- is a time travel gimmick, that these demons can travel to this the, the the possessed ones can travel through time, and at oh, the no. end he he pulls a kid at the end he pulls a kid in with him, because uh, they eventually it eventually leads them back to the grandmother's house, and um, of course everybody st- you know there's like four three or four of them. And one of the homeboys' uh, ghetto thug's brother goes with them, uh, the one that flung himself, that threw himself off the um, building at the beginning. I don't know if you've seen right. that or not. Pulls after they all get picked off. The guy with the camera gets sucked into this time thing with with the demon, and it takes them back to Katie's house in the very first one. Oh, uh, nice! And when she goes downstairs and she starts screaming, she starts screaming because she runs into the kid. And then you actually get to see Katie murder Mika in the first one. Really? One thing, yeah. She picks up a knife and just starts stabbing the shit out of him. And then he run. Then he, of course, as he's running away, freaking out, he runs into the possessed kid. And then the, you know, this shows Katie picking up the camera. It shows Katie picking up the camera, looking at it, turning, and as she goes to turn, she turns off the camera. So it's you assume that she's turning around to go get Mika to throw him at the other camera. It, right. To me, the marked ones kind of brought it back, put the put the series back on track, but it kind of it added that time travel thing that I just I didn't care for. Um, the scenes in which they did it, you've actually seen him reappear out of time was pretty cool. But right. you just kind of see the, like the whole – like the screen kind of sucking into the middle, and then boom, and then everything explodes around him. But uh, 
I've got it on Blu-ray. Uh, maybe we'll meet up sometime, and I, I don't mind to let you borrow it. The it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but you know, uh, the Ghost Dimension comes out on March thirteenth. Oh, nice! Of this year, about fifty-seven days from now. Yeah, not bad. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. I'm. I'm I'll definitely go check that out when it when it hits the theater. I, I've seen one, two. I've seen the, the the original four. I didn't go see the marked ones in the theater, but I've seen the other four in theaters. Probably go check this one out too. Yep. Um, now we're going to move on to. It's not really a new genre, but it, it was it was uh, it was a genre that was kind of started in the eighties, died in the nineties, and come back with with Saw, and that was. Uh, it's pretty much close to torture porn. <laughs> Um, oh right, right, yeah. Did you care for the Saw movies at all? Uh, man, I, not really. To be honest with you, um, I like the idea behind them, man. I think the concept is great. And part one, I mean, I I liked part one okay when it came out, but I I think part two is probably probably my favorite Saw movie. Um, I just thought, me personally, I think I think that they killed off. Um, Jigsaw too early in the franchise, yeah. Because it 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 seemed like they were having to do too much to make it all fit, make it all like it had all been happening all along. And I mean, I I like the effort, man. And you know, they they did a good job, I guess, of of trying to tie it all in, you know, because that was some some twists and turns that everybody went for. And and even now, man, I can't tell you what happened in which movie because every movie happens in every movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean. I I think it kind of got a little a little bizarre, and I, I just I feel like that's because you know they they killed off Killer way too early in in the franchise. Mm-hmm. I feel like he maybe should have held on for a couple more movies. Mm-hmm. What I thought they did was it was one was the setup, you know, to set the groundwork for the entire series. Uh, okay. Two was uh, him getting caught, obviously, and Amanda naming his apprentice. Three was pretty good because it was more of a test for Amanda than it was for the guy, the, that guy going through the test. It was the test because right, right. he knew he had he had attempted to kill Donnie Wahlberg's character, who uh, whose name escapes me right now, the name of his character. And usually I'm good at that, keep remembering who they are. Um, and I like Donnie Wahlberg's character in it, uh, that the police detective. Four. Right, yeah. I thought four was good because four let you four ha- was happening the same time three was, and essentially both three and four are happening at the same time, and then you get to see at the end, which the right. the best death in four was the ice block murder, where Donnie Wahlberg oh, yeah. hanging up and those two big ice blocks come and just smash his head. <laughs> I yeah. popped for that big win, <laughs> and then they introduced and. They introduced the new the new apprentice, which was uh, I can't remember his name Hoffman. I think his name name was in the in that, which was actually named. They named Hoffman after the director of photography for the first couple movies that had died while making the third. Died of cancer, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading about that. Um, Costas Mandalar, big imposing dude, but they showed Mandalar in or Hoffman in three, and to me they gave it away that he was the new apprentice because they you he, they're showing they're showing putting an awful lot of spotlight on him in the beginning, and 
and you just know something's up. And then, of course, in four, they reveal that he's the new apprentice. The new apprentice. Right. Uh, and then that was where he took. Then five and six and seven is where he kind of went from being somebody like Jigsaw, who was kind of righteous in his own way, which I'm not condoning what he did. People just saying, <laughs> right, he right. Come from a righteous place from it, you know. After his kid was murdered, and and he had and got cancer, and. Then seven, I thought was the was the better of the later ones, because it brought back Carl. I can never say his name right. Carl Elways or the guy that the the guy that was in the trap in the first one that sawed his leg off. Uh, oh right, right. I can't, yeah. I can't think of his actual real real name. And I can't even think of his character in there because it's been so long since I've seen these movies. That he was the yeah. third apprentice, the one behind the scenes. And when you go back and right. you look at it, like the one at the beginning of two where they put the eye, the key in the, under the dude's eye, and of course a surgeon would have to do that. But right. for what they were, they were good. But it, I, I look at all seven movies as one big ass long movie, kind of like the Lord of the Rings, right. and they're meant to be watched together, not one apart. Right. Right. <clears throat> Um, and I actually went um, – I don't know if it's still on there, but I actually found online uh, a few years back somebody had actually cut and re-edited all the, uh, all the films to actually – to where all the scenes take place in the order that they happened in. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's it split up into like three three films, each film, you know, each film like four hours long. Um, but it was, it, was, it was actually pretty cool, man. I mean, it, it made yeah. things make a whole lot more sense. And that's a lot of freaking time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody yep. has got a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. Well, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, whenever he released it, he said it took him just almost a year and a half for the, wow. the whole project to be start to finish. Yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing, and I'm gonna have to go look for that. Um, yeah. I'm looking. At my my movie collection here, which some of that has been supplemented by you, <laughs> I bought a few things <laughs> off of you. Um, we didn't talk about it when we was talking about remakes, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up now. Um, in my opinion, the best horror remake of all time was Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, Man, I, I love Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> I really do. Yes. I thought they portrayed Myers in a more sympathetic light as opposed to the previous movies. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but it kind of goes back to the whole uh, Jason thing where we kind of hit on earlier. Um, a little bit more of uh, the why and the psychology. And mm-hmm. you kind of got you got a little bit of a little more understanding of why he does what he does and where it comes from. Um, to a certain extent, you know, sometimes you just still don't fucking have any idea. You know, he's, you know, he, so it's like... Um, I like that they showed it to where, you know, oh, he's just a victim, et cetera, et cetera. But then it shows when uh, Danny Trejo's character, you know, has been nice to him and treated him good his entire life, and he just grinds him against the wall like he's nothing. You know, I, th- I think that they I think that they put that in just to show that it's still the same heartless yeah. Michael Myers that, you know, that, that we're used to. I, th- mm-hmm. I thought that was a really, really crucial scene for that movie too man because I was kind of being like I was like if he's going to let this guy go this is going to be kind of weird yeah 
And see, I've got them on Blu-ray. When I, I went to Ohio a couple uh, a couple months ago, and they've got a store up there called Buybacks, which I think if they ever, they ever came here, it, as far as games, anything, it would put GameStop out of business as far as used. And I bought Halloween and Halloween Two on Blu-ray for for together for about seven dollars. And I oh nice. Yes, it's a nice store. It's it's like our game up here. It's about three times the size of that store. And it's filled with movies, TV shows, and it's hard. And some of their stuff is outrageously priced, but some of it is dog cheap. And I bought it, and I bought the unrated edition. And they changed a couple scenes out, and I did not like it. <laughs> the right, scene yeah. where the um, those two the two guards get that girl and take her to Michael's cell, and they're pretty much raping her there. And then Michael just starts killing everybody. I don't know why. I just did not like that scene. Right, right. I preferred the original yeah. way. He just broke loose and started, you know, murdering everybody. Right. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty um, pretty intense scene that they threw mm-hmm. in there. Um, I I man, I really I don't like Rob Zombie's sequel. Um, no, at all. I don't. I don't like. I've seen it about once. It. And to me, it made the same mistake because I like, with the exception of three, for obvious reasons, because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Uh, right. I like the sequels until the sixth one. I think it was The Curse of Michael Myers. When they tried to explain why he's like this. And I'm right, like, yeah. some things are better left to the imagination. And Yeah. And I thought that they did the same thing in two, the whole white horse thing or whatever, his mom. And I'm just like, well, that's bullshit because his mom was alive when he murdered the kid that got him and and, and his cousin or sister or whatever. I think it was you know, his sister. I'm sorry. And I'm just like, we don't need to know why. We know he's a psych- psychotic motherfucker. Just let him be that. And... Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, man, don't get me wrong. I like, I like when when they can blame the lies, but I, it's got to be done. It's got to be done completely right, man. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. That not on not on a character like Michael Myers. That's already, you know, it's already established. Yeah, and they did it. They did it perfectly in the first one. You know, they just showed that he was a, you know, his stepdad was a piece of shit, and his sister right. didn't really care about him at all, and. And the you know, he got picked on that. To me, that was all the explanation needed. I didn't think we needed to go into any more why he did it, <laughs> why no, he was doing it. Any, any freaking visions of his mom or her ghost or whatever the hell that was going on. That was, I mean, man, I like I like looking at Sherry Moon just as much as any other dude, but she yeah. did not need to be in that movie, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so glad that that they that they axed him out for part three. I, I was so yeah. relieved when I read that. Mhm. Um, well, see, people actually thought that a lot, and I don't know if you did too. When Mike, uh, not Michael, Rob Zombie started doing a Kickstarter for his new movie, which he has raised the funds for, Thirty One, which is, I guess, is a new horror movie. Even though he said after Lords of Salem, which sucked, by the way, I don't know what you, your thoughts of it. Um, it's awful. Yeah. Um, it. I was I was looking at the back of the case, going, "Is this actually a Rob Zombie movie? Because this is not very good. Normally, he makes very good movies, and um, a lot of people thought that that was going to be a new a new Halloween movie. But 
thankfully it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, but to me, for me, Rob Zombie, it feels like, which, I mean, I, well, Rob Zombie is a big um, cult horror movie kind of, kind of guy. You know, he, he loves the old cult, the old cult movies. And to me, it's like he's trying to recreate that same, that same feel, but on a high budget, you know, and that, that's just kind of, that's like a huge oxymoron, man. I mean, you just, because that's kind of where those whole the whole feeling from those old films come from is you know that they were made cheap you know you've got your Evil Dead and and things like that man that are just you know cult classics and you can't you can't recreate that same feel with you know the mm-hmm. the newest technology available you know the top of the line studios you can't create that same feel it's just not going to happen yeah and and that was what I liked and a lot of my friends well a few, a few of our mutual friends. Um, didn't like House of a Thousand Corpses, but I loved it. Yeah, I did too. Um, I liked House of a Thousand Corpses. I wasn't, I wasn't a real huge fan of um, The Devil's Rejects, but I, I, I really liked House of a Thousand Corpses. I liked it, but nowhere near as much as House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. One thing I really remember about The Devil's Rejects was, to put it in wrestling terms, which is the best way I can explain it, you know, your good guys are your baby faces, your heels are your bad guys. And and at the beginning, the Firefly family is you know, you, the big group of heels, but towards the end, it was like the good guys and the heels switched places. Right, right, yeah. And, of course, yeah. nobody lives. Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That, that the ending scene was great. I liked the ending yeah. scene a lot. When they, they're riding down the road and they come across and it's just a shootout. And right, they just start unloading. Was, yeah, it was great. That was great. I, I think I come out what in two thousand five. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's, it. doesn't seem like those movies come out almost ten to thirteen years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. All right. Um, go ahead, and we'll move. That was a pretty good tangent we went on there. Uh, we'll go. We'll switch over to TV shows. Uh, we'll save The Walking Dead for last because I know that is your a show right there. I uh, love it. Um, First, let's we we talked about we, we well we didn't really talk about it. You brought up Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Is it true that Evil Dead is getting ready to come out with its own TV show? Yes, it is. Um, it's supposed to be the pilot is filming. I think this summer, um, if the last article I read was was accurate, um, and it's they're looking for a pilot release either at the end of the year or early next year. Mm-hmm. Now, are the now we know they're going to follow the the original movie timeline with Ash and the Deadites. Uh, me personally, I'm hoping they don't do the Three Stooges bit from Army of Darkness in it, but it's just me. Uh, I love Army of Darkness for what it is, but you know, one one is enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to me, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think a, a theme like like Army of Darkness has could could really survive on the market uh, today, honestly. <laughs> Now will will they try to incorporate the remake or the the people say it's a remake to me with the whole ash at the end uh saying you know doing the whole groovy thing and to me it was more of a a distant sequel to the series than it was a remake do you think they'll incorporate right. the new movie in, into the new TV show Um in one of the interviews I read they they asked that exact same question and um they said that um something along the lines of um, fans of the of the reboot will be pleasantly surprised 
with how it's all laced together. Nice. So, yeah. I know a lot of, not a lot, but I know some people didn't like the remake. I personally liked it because I thought it held true to the, the original, which was, will it, always be yeah. my favorite. Plus, man, it had it had that um, that just gratuitous freaking bloodbath there close to the end, man. I just I could yeah. not get enough of that scene. It was mm-hmm. great. When she in what she pretty much uh, fucks her with a fucks the demon in the mouth with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Oh um, man, I love the angles of it. Everything about that scene. Yeah, I remember. I went to I I watched that with my girlfriend at the time. That was our. That was actually our first date, and she's right. like, "I really want to see the Evil Dead." I'm like, "Well, have you seen any of the other ones?" No, I was like, uh, uh, "Okay, let's go see it. <laughs> this is going to be interesting." And oh, she cringed the entire time. Uh, oh, but uh, I'm, of course, we've talked about the Friday the Thirteenth um, TV show, right? Uh, is there any other horror TV shows that you know are getting ready to, or are in are in pre production or get, you know on the on the table that you know of? Um, there's a there's a there's a series that I've been reading about called um, I Zombie that's supposed to be coming out um, pretty soon, but I think to me, man, it looks more like a whole um, a warm bodies kind of scenario, and I'm just not I'm just not feeling that at all. It's going to be on on CW, so, you know, I'm pretty much just expecting another teen drama. Mm-hmm. It's um, going to be like a zombie only... version of Supernatural? Um, Man, more like, probably closer to the, the tone of Twilight, man. Um, yeah, have you have you ever seen um, Warm Bodies? You ever saw that movie? I have not. It's, uh, I'm, I'm not when recommending seen, it by any means. When I seen why, how it was made and who was all in it, it, I, it I didn't have a bit of interest. I mean, yeah, I thought and, the premise of what's going on inside a zombie's mind was cool, but when you have the teenage glee glee type actors in it, I'm just like, mm-hmm. not for me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I zombie. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I was like, oh god, this is gonna kill us. But I, mm-hmm. and to me, I zombie kind of kind of feels the same way. That's that's the only real you know horror esque movie that I know that's gonna be coming out anytime soon, other than. Um, the Walking Dead spinoff. Um, I don't know if you've heard much about that or not, but there's uh, actually going to be a second series. What I've seen in in uh, leaks. My my only concern with that, as far as The Walking Dead goes, is that it's where it's AMC and AMC are is known for killing off their shows at the height of their popularity, such as Breaking right. Bad and uh, Mad Men. Is my only fear is is when they. Like, and I know it was the whole big hoax on Facebook with the with the dead link that says you got pranked with you know I think I even got you with one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm afraid that <laughs> when they do do a, the spinoff, I'm afraid that that will signal the end of the original show. Not not so? imme- maybe not immediately. After a year or so, they'll cut. I, I think they're going to cancel The Walking Dead, or not cancel it, but just bring it to an end. Yeah, I, I I agree as far as MC being being notorious for you know for chopping shows you know seasons ahead of of what it seems like they should. But um, I don't know, man. It I think they've got I think as long as they've got their their core group with Rick and Daryl, and I think as long as those guys are still on the show, I I think we're probably pretty safe. I don't think it's probably going to go anywhere anytime soon because I mean it's a fucking cash cow at least. Um, yeah. 
but I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, the, the new, the spinoff, which you know, they're not calling it a spinoff; they're calling it a companion series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's got a, it's starting to sound pretty good. Um, I like that it's not going to cross over with the Walking Dead that we already know. I, I, I like that idea. They're, you know, they're, they're not going to cross paths. They're on, they're on a totally separate side of the whole country. You know, it's going to be in uh, Los Angeles is where this is going to take place. So we won't see any stupid crossover episodes or mm-hmm. anything like that. It actually it actually takes place on a different timeline. Um, it's not wow. happening at the same time as Our Walking Dead is. Um, it actually starts um, – it, it's supposed to start when the whole outbreak first happened and things first started really hitting the fan is when mm-hmm. this one is supposed to kick off. So we get to kind of see a little more of, of how it all started. Yeah, um now, do you do you have fears? We, we were just talking about the eye zombie. Do you have fears that the the zombie genre will, will fall into the same trap that the vampire genre fell in with Twilight, where there's just going to be so much zombie here to digest that it's eventually people are going to just want the genre to go away? That's kind of what I mean, happened I, to the vampire genre. I honestly, I mean, man, if you really if you really look at the market, man, there are so many zombie movies now that I don't think it could be flooded any more than it already is. I mean, I really don't. Um, I, I feel like it kind of comes in waves. You know, we had that we had that big wave a few years ago. We got um, the Dawn of the Dead remake. We got 28 Days Later. We got 28 Weeks Later, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then it kind of died off, and you kind of went back to your straight-to-DVD movies, straight-to-TV movies, and Mm-hmm. You know, now you're kind of now like um, The Walking Dead has kicked back in, so you're kind of starting to see zombie movies. You got World War Z coming out, and or they what just came out not long ago. And, um, I liked it. Um, I wish I hadn't read the book before I watched the movie, but I, I liked it all right, man. Um, I thought it was interesting, but we was talking about the what what movie was we we was talking uh, Annabelle. Where it just right. took so long for the important shit to happen that you just kind of lost interest. And that's what happened with me in World War Z. You had that great beginning where the infection happens, and then there's just this long period of, of the, just them moving. And <laughs> that, that that was how that – I mean, the, the, the movie itself was okay, but I just – it's kind of like Annabelle. I thought that was going to be a lot better – Stuff yeah, happening. I, I I agree completely, man. And also like Annabelle, the the coolest scene in the film we saw in the trailer. Yeah. You know what I mean? To me, Annabelle's coolest scene was the little girl running across the hall, and when she bursts through the door, she's like that full grown woman. You know, I thought that mm-hmm. was that was a really cool scene, but I'd already saw it in the trailer. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't it, it it didn't affect me at all. You know, there was no wow factor at all because everybody had already watched that part. And it was no. kind of the same deal. You know, everybody, like, I, I love the part where, where the zombies are just crawling over each other and making a giant mountain out of each other you know, there at the end. Yeah, there was right no here. way to – it wasn't the whole, the monotonous, you know, I'm just walking. It was you know, with right. my arms out or I see you and I, my arm is out. It was, we're coming to eat you. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. And, so, and I mean, that I, I love that scene, but, you know, once again, we already saw it. Yeah, the one scene that struck out to me was when Brad Pitt and them are in the car. It's at the beginning. The outbreak happens, 
And then that one zombie pretty much runs as fast as it can, then lawn darts itself into his windshield to get in. To, oh, yeah. To break through it. That was the only real scene that made me go, oh, holy shit. Because <laughs> like you, I'd seen the big mountain of people in the trailer. So, right. And But other than that, it was just, hmm. And since we're on the tra- the, uh, you're a gamer like I am. I'm assuming. Right. Maybe not as big, but which I'm not saying I'm a big gamer, but I don't know how much you actually play. But uh have you played The Last of Us? Ah, man, it's a it's a PlayStation exclusive. I'm an Xbox guy. Oh. Yeah, that's actually that, I know it kills me. It kills me. That is the best zombie and I I had it on PS3 and then when I when I had got my PS4, I bought the remastered which I was kind of like, you know, do I really want to buy this game again? But they added so much stuff to it with the whole with they put the left behind to show how the girl first got bit and all that right. and it my god, it was the best and i'm not and I'm not a big fan of zombie games because they kind of like some of the the less the not the stumbling over my words here some of the lesser made movies they just it's the same thing for the entire movie and right and, but that one it's just it keeps you on the edge of your toes. And the new game I'm playing, The Evil Within. To I, me, I'm actually currently playing that myself. I am too. I just bought it yesterday, and I'm pretty sure you've seen the video I posted yesterday of the big yep. dude with the chainsaw. Does that not remind <laughs> you of a zombie game starting out? I mean, I've only gotten to, I've only did the first three chapters, but to me, it's kind of a zombie game. Yeah, it's 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 very much a zombie game. I just not your classic, you know, feet shuffling, groaning zombies. It's more like mm-hmm. um. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rip your face off and make you choke on it, kind of zombie. Yeah, and I'm kind of aware because like you, when you run across one of them, it, it points at you, and then but it yeah. doesn't like alert his buddies that are over here, but with a shriek or something, kind of like what they did in um, The Last of Us, which you obviously don't know because you're an you're an Xbox loser. <laughs> uh, rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> Uh, now, a buddy of mine that uh, one of my friends in my ch- in the chat room, Andrew Browning, will know, Kenneth Smith, he told me yesterday that they are, which I don't know if it's going to be in the Xbox Marketplace, but I know it's going to be on PlayStation Network, they have totally redone the original Resident Evil to updated graphics, and they're releasing it next week for $20 on PSN. Actually, yeah, I actually saw that. Um, it's from what I understand, it's actually an updated version of the GameCube update. So it's like they they kind of made the remake. And, oh, um, I never. I will, yeah, man, the freaking GameCube re-release of Part One is incredible, man. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's it's probably one of my favorite favorite um, Resident Evil games that from the from the older the older era. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's great, man. They they added in some new. They they changed the zombies around a little bit. Added in some new areas. Added in some new creatures. It's, Pretty badass game. Yeah, because uh, about a year or so ago, I bought on my PlayStation 3 the very first one I had, which I could probably right. go and get it back. But I had bought the res- the original Resident Evil. Of course, it's got the, you know, at the time they were the greatest graphics in the world. But now you look at them, and it's just like <laughs> it's, it's comparing Blu-ray to DVD or, or Blu-ray to videotape. And, and it was, I'm right. playing it, and I'm just like, having such a hard freaking time playing it. You know, I was like, I remember this game <laughs> so damn easy. And... <laughs> 
to me, it was like you, if you when you come across that first zombie that's eating the dude or whatever, and it turns around yeah. and it looks at you, you can't get away from it. And, of course, you run out of bullets. <laughs> right, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was one of the most frustrating games I've ever played. <laughs> Man, I logged so many hours in that game. I had the freaking mansion memorized in my head like it was my own house. It was crazy. Well, all right. Uh, we're go- Michael, we're going to go ahead and take a break. I'm going to play us a song. Um, catch a breather, get some- the drink, and then when I when I when we come back, uh, are you up to taking some phone calls? I know some people out there is wanting to call in. Yeah, yeah, let's hear them. All righty. Um, you a fan of Jackal? Yeah, let's hear some of that. I got some screwdriver for you. Here we go, guys. We'll be back in about five minutes.
All right, that was Screwdriver by Jackal. Uh, all right, so uh, Michael, are you ready to take some calls, my man? Yeah, man. Let's let's see what they got to ask. What, what they got to say. All right, the number is three four seven two one five eight seven nine five. Call call in, ask Michael or myself or both of us, either one. Anything you want to about horror movies, your favorite, talk about your favorite horror movies, ask our opinions on movies maybe we didn't cover tonight because there's a million movies and we probably covered about 100 of them tonight, uh, you know, franchises included. Um, the number is, th- again, 347-215-8795. So while we're waiting on um, calls to come in, you have a, your own photography business, Correct. Uh, yes, yeah, I do, man. Uh, Arkham Images. Yep. All right. Um, now, can people call you up or message you on Facebook or what or the like and arrange for like maybe family pictures, photo shoots, or anything like that? Yeah, man, absolutely. I do anything from um, senior pictures, family pictures, kid portraits, uh, model shoots. You know, you you, you name it, I, I do it. Um, I have a lot of art shots on my page as well. Um, I've I've actually been on exhibit at you know several several art shows here in kentucky and actually one in indiana um you can check it out uh it's about uh facebook.com backslash arkham images and uh also have arkhamimages.com you know either or um all my all my contact information everything's always on there all right um you also made my my display picture that i use for my Facebook, and it's also the display picture for my account here on Blog Talk. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Make, do you also make those kind of things for people, too? Uh, um, yeah, I do. I do um, graphic design. I do it very lightly. Um, usually if there's kind of like a like a lull, like like in, in the wintertime, like right now, um, the photography business gets, gets pretty slow. Um, so I usually try to grab things like that just to keep me from being bored to tears. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. If you know if somebody needs anything like that, I'm I'm more than happy to to you know talk to them, see if I can help them out. All right, um, we got a caller. It is eight five nine nine six seven. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Hey, buddy? what's up, man? Uh, nothing much. All right. Anything in particular you'd like to ask me or Michael about horror movies? Uh, I got a question for Michael if he's ready. Yeah, I'm ready, man. Uh, what was the what movies did you grow up? What horror movies did you grow up with? Uh, what horror movies did I grow up with? Um, other than you know Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Friday the Thirteenth, obviously, man. I watched um, Pumpkinhead was one of my favorites as a kid. Um, The Lost Boys. Um, always still still one of my favorites. That's to me that's one of the uh the, the main vampire films ever made, um to me is, is the first Lost Boys movie. Um and then man just, just cheesy eighties horror movies like um Chopping Mall, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. Um mm-hmm. The Race. You know, things like that from, you know, the late eighties, early nineties was Is that the right. is that the one about the race car driver? The race? The right, the, uh, the race. Yeah. I remember that. I, I think I borrowed it from somebody about now, about ten years ago or so, and and I was like, "Yeah, hey, I'm gonna watch it, see what it's about." And it actually was a really good movie. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and then you know, always Leprechaun movies were you know huge in the '80s and early '90s, and Tales from the Crypt, things like that. Man, you know, were were my my main things when I was a kid. That's the movies I, I'll always remember those. Now, um, said Leprechaun movies, and uh, I got to ask Andrew first. Andrew, have you seen the new Leprechaun movie, Leprechaun Origins, starring Hornswoggle from the oh. WWE? No, no, I haven't yet. Now, Michael, have you seen it? Yep. Yeah, I checked it out about a week ago, actually. I haven't seen it, um, but what did you think of it? Um, man, for it's it's a lot better than than the last couple of Leprechaun movies. Because personally, I love the first two. The first two Leprechaun movies are great. I think. I, I mean, I, I still watch them sometimes. But after that, they kind of got a little weird for me, even even for a Leprechaun movie. But um, did they start? Did they start falling into the Freddy Krueger cheesiness? Yeah, yeah, they kind of did. Um, it kind of became more of a a tongue in cheek kind of thing than than horror to me. Um, but this this last one's kind of trying to get the kind of like the horror theme back a little bit. You, you, if, if you like if you like the older ones, the first couple, you definitely should check it out. All right, I have to I have to check it out. Now, does it? Does it go into the t- go with the same timeline? Is it yeah. set before the first yep. one? Yep, it's kind of um, uh, it's set before the first one um, mostly, and it kind of kind of goes into the um, the mythology and the whys and kind of like what we were discussing earlier. Kind of explains why why it's happening the way it's happening. Mm. I have to check it out because WWE has been, gotten into the movie business and. They've put out some good movies, some right. not so good movies, and some <laughs> yeah. right on the line movies. Um, have you seen the See No Evil movies? Yeah, um, I watched the second one. Um, I watched it right after it came out, and it was I, I love the first one, but the second one, man, I was I was kind of disappointed with that one. Mm-hmm. To me, it was the whole like you know Michael Myers uh, after they cut his head off and. And H two O, it's like, and then they have another one. It's like, how, you know, he, he had a definitive Jacob Goodnight had a definitive death in the first one. How can you bring him back? <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and and I mean, they didn't even really offer any. They didn't even offer like like a cheap explanation. At least at least we got a, a crappy explanation in H two O about or in after H two O about how he he didn't die with his head cut off. At least they they made an effort to explain that and. Mm-hmm. You know, Evil Two. They're like, well, here he is. Yeah. And Oculus was another movie that WWE made. I don't think they really made it. Is if they pretty much paid for it. Uh, uh, I guess yeah, I, didn't, I, I watched Oculus. I didn't know. I didn't know that, that was one of their films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was made by. It was made by WWE Studios, which I don't know if they actually had a hand in it, because I don't think any WWE, WWE wrestlers were actually in the movie. Because most of their movies, there's at least a cameo by a WWE wrestler. Right. Uh, it's like The Call, that Halle Berry movie that did real well last uh-huh. year. That, that's a WWE movie as well. Uh, and it had one of the le- the lesser wrestlers named David Otunga, which I'm pretty sure uh, Andrew knows who he is. Uh, David Otunga? Yep. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, he used he played a cop in it, but I don't think he had very many many roles or many lines and time you know, shots in it. But 
I'm surprised at how good WWE's movies have been here lately, especially their horror movies. Right, right, yeah. All right, Andrew, do you have anything else you'd like to ask? Uh, can you talk a little bit like uh, video video gaming? I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, like what was the first uh, video? I know this is not horror, but what was your first uh, gaming console you had? Uh, my very first gaming console I had was the the Sega Master System. Um, forever ago. And I, I've actually been looking for one of those for about a year to a year and a half. I'd love to have another one of those. Um, it actually had a game built into it. You know, you didn't have to own, own a cartridge right away. It had one already inside of it before you played. I don't know, man. It was just, it was an awesome little system, man. I played a lot of good games on there. A lot of good memories. Yeah, mine was the original Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah. And that was that was my that was my second one. I got the NES after after I had the Sega Master System. Yeah, not, with the Nintendo, yeah. you you did more than you actually did playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my first console was the '64. Mm. Oh yeah, '64. Very underrated, console. very underrated game console in my my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I I, I played. I put in a lot of hours on the 64. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Andrew, I appreciate you calling in, bud. Thanks, man. You're welcome, Tom. Thank you for being a loyal listener, man. Keep listening. Uh, you know I do. Oh, I think I cut him off before I <laughs> meant to. Um, yeah, uh, he's he's he listens, he never misses a show. And That's good, man. That's good. All right. All um, right. One more time, if you want to call in, ask me or Michael. Well, you got a Walking Dead question. You got a Friday the Thirteenth question. You want to know how many? Know about how many glo- knives are on the Freddy's glove? Call in at three four seven two one five eight seven nine five. Now, Michael, you was um, one of my original listeners on my first show. Right. Have I gotten any better? <laughs> Man, you have, yeah, <laughs> that first show, man. I mean, you 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 tried your best, but that was a train wreck, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was because uh, I I tried to do the whole bullet points. I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna talk about that. And ten minutes yeah. later, it's like I'm done, and it's like I still got twenty minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you were you were all over the place and didn't get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I took some yeah, calls, and, there, and everybody's like, Let's talk about wrestling. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be just a wrestling podcast. I mean, of course, most of my shows are going to be about wrestling, but I don't want every single one of them to be about wrestling. And, right, yeah. And, of course, when I started back and finally got the premium membership, which gave me up to three hours, which I'm not going to do a three-hour show. I don't plan on it. Uh, I try to stick to just two which we got about 19 minutes left before we were booted off the air. But uh, it's just, it as the guest went, came came on, it just got a little easier. Then once I was able to dump the telephone and go to this headset, the sound quality got better. And cause a lot of them were real choppy. When I, now, didn't you try to do, did, I don't, not try, but didn't you start you a, a podcast there for a little bit? Yeah, um I had a um a paranormal podcast. It was a it was a half hour show every every other Sunday that I was doing and then um work got busy and then I 
the school semester started back and daughter went into cheerleading and dance, man, and just I just didn't have the time. I mean, I have it now, but I just I I'm afraid that the same thing will happen if I start back. I'll I'll get things going, things will be going good, and stuff will get hectic again, and I'll have to put it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, with this podcast, I get a little heat because I don't have it at the same time every week. It was like last week right. I had an last week I had one Tuesday with my brother because I wanted my brother on to talk about Sons of Anarchy and about Batman with in all his collectibles, which he has got a shitload of collectibles, <laughs> which I, I think he's right, seen yeah, some, yeah. some of the pictures. Uh, he yeah, uh, he's poured some serious money into his collectibles, uh, more than I would like, and but um. I wanted him, and he's off on Tuesdays, so I, you know, I, I, I bring him on Tuesday, and I've got to work around my work schedule. And right. a buddy, buddy of mine out of Tennessee, he's got a pretty good po- podcast called Cheap Pop Radio, which it's it's an entertainment podcast. He's like me; mm-hmm. mo- majority of it's wrestlers, but he also he's got he's had people from Big Brother and reality shows and stuff like that. And he was like, "Man, we're trying to get a network going, but you got to have a committed night." I was like, I right. can't do that. I was like, I, 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 to me, it feels funny going to work saying, well, I need every Wednesday off so I can have a podcast. And, right, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I understand that, man. But that, that that's a good thing about about um, the way you have it set up is you have the archives, you know, so if somebody can't, you know, if it's on an off night that somebody didn't catch it, you know, they can always go back on and listen. Exactly. It's like tonight's show was originally supposed to be tomorrow. and right. And then I got I went to work Sunday to find that my schedule had been changed. <laughs> so I was like, happens, well, I, I got to do a little scrambling. Uh, can you have it on t- Wednesday? He said yes. I was like, good. <laughs> luckily, I didn't get very far into the promotion that I had to be like, uh, hey, everybody, different day. It just, you know, program change. Sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You also have a – I don't know if it's more of a business venture than it is a hobby. But you also have a cosplay deal you, you'd like to do. Oh yeah, man, that's that's definitely a hobby. Yeah, I, I have a blast doing that. It's Johnny Murder, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's my that's kind of a, a stage name, so to speak, I guess, without the stage. <laughs> yeah, well, the stage is every convention show you do. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, man, um, I've been doing that for about about a year and a half, something like that, and um, I go to about. Conventions a year, eight to ten, mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, you know, I always try to kind of mix it up a little bit. You know, I've done Darth Vader, I've done um, Casey Jones, I've got a steampunk Riddler that I'm working on. Um, I've done uh, Black Mask uh, from Batman. Um, I've actually done a, a Slender Man. Um, I've done I've done a handful of different things. Uh, yeah, man, I have a I have a really good time doing it. Um, usually just um, conventions in Louisville and Lexington. Right now, um, I'm, I'd actually like to kind of expand and start going to other states conventions and seeing how seeing how things are down there and in other places. And uh, there's a there's a, a game store in, in Harrisburg uh, near us here, and um, sometimes they they have me come out and do um, like a, a special guest thing, like to meet Darth Vader or something like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. the kids and Star Wars fans and stuff come come get their pictures taken. It's a good time, man. I'm I meet a lot of really really good people. The, with now with the Darth Vader um, suit, do you ha- have the voice changer that lets you talk like Darth Vader, or is it just a you uh, got to yeah. stand there and do the motion? Yeah, no, I've got um, I've got the whole deal, man. I've got a, the respirator sound, I've got the voice changer um, built inside the helmet. 
um, every the whole the whole thing. It's uh, and it's I mean the suit is a hundred percent um, movie replica. You know, it's 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 the best one that, that you can find on the market. Nice. Um, I, I've got a buddy of mine. He does a lot. He goes to a lot of conventions. Um, he's very he's a very big big fan of the the Days of the Dead that's in Chicago and I think in Atlanta. Um, right. He goes to a lot of them. His name's Ed Gonzalez. He goes to Lexington every year. Uh, he's also a, a former professional wrestler. Um, he's got a podcast as well called Ribbon on the Square. That's one of the. It's kind of to me. He's like a shock jock type podcast kind of guy. Uh, right. Uh, he doesn't care if he pisses you off <laughs> or anything. It's just like, yeah, you're, either way, you're listening. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, he was telling me about a about um, how some of the some of the you got to be careful on some of the conventions that you go to because some of them can quite scam you uh, out of money, uh, advertising people that aren't going to be there or people that's canceled yet they you know, they quote unquote forgot to take them off the bill and have you run into any of the conventions you've went to have you run into any of that kind of chicanery? Great um, word, by the man, way. I've been. <laughs> or today calendar's paying off. Um mm-hmm. man, I, I, I've been lucky so far and um I've only really I, when I got to um the Lexington Con last March, um they announced a guest on Saturday afternoon at about two o'clock who had cancelled. Um and but it it wasn't it wasn't anyone that I was I was really there to see and, and honestly I can't I can't even think of of who it was, to be honest with you, at this at this point. But luckily, um, I mean, last year there was uh, there was somebody that I, I was I was wanting to see, and they canceled him after I'd already purchased my ticket. But they, you know, they they managed to to announce it, you know, early enough that I wasn't I wasn't let down when I got there. You know, he canceled about a week before the convention, um, which you know that just kind of comes with the territory. You know, I mean, you know, things mm-hmm. come up, schedules get crazy. You know, they have. Other, other things coming up just like anybody else, but I've been I've been lucky so far, man. I've I've got to meet most of the people that I've I've went to the conventions to meet. Um, which the only the only convention that I usually hit up during the year that has like big big like a uh, media guest is the one in Lexington. Um, <laughs> most of the other conventions I, I go to are are strictly um, artists and comic uh, creators and writers and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Alexian was the only one I go to that has any really like a list celebrity type people. So far, so far. Yeah, because uh, last year or the year before, I was planning on going because they had somebody. I mean, they had some wrestlers, and it would have been cool to meet them because I grew up watching right. them and all that. And they had some other people, but they had Clive Barker was supposed, to, I think, supposed to be at Lexington. I can't remember if it was the mm. year before. And I was, it was actually, I was planning on buying my ticket because I've always been a big fan of the Hellraiser movies, which I can't, I can't think of for why that we didn't discuss that on this show tonight, the Hellraiser movies. But um, right. I wanted to meet him, and I was actually the day before I was going to buy my ticket because I was just going to go one day because I couldn't afford to take off three days of work and to to go for three days, and I was going to go one day have have a good day and then. If you be done, and right. I, the day before I bought my went to buy my ticket, he canceled. Uh, <laughs> Man, that's the same. Yeah, I was so. Let, they said he had health issues or something. 
Uh, yeah. Which, of course, you know, with them, you know, you know, with, when you have celebrities calling out, you know, who knows? You know, but you take it's kind of, you take it with a grain of salt because it could be like, oh, I don't want to go. Just tell them I'm sick. Um, right, right. Um, we've had I've seen wrestlers do that on independent wrestling shows. <laughs> <laughs> that or they'll say they're sick, cancel, and they'll go somewhere where they can make more money. Um, but uh, this, who's all on the bill for this year that you know of? Um, man, it's such a huge list. Um, um, Peter Mayhew, uh, who played uh, Chewbacca in the original Star mm-hmm. Wars, he's 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 going to be there. Um, man, I, I'm a huge I'm a huge classic Power Ranger nerd. Man, I, mm-hmm. I, I I collect I collect the original Power Ranger toys, and man, so there's a lot of those guys that are 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 supposed to be there this year. I met several of them last year. So I'm planning on meeting some of those guys. Um, James Obar, um, who, who was the original writer of uh, the Crow comic book, um, he's he's going to be a featured guest. Um, several several Star Wars people. Um, there's, a, there's a cartoon I used to watch, and I still watch it sometimes. Uh, Invader Zim. You you ever hear that? I've heard of um, it. I've probably never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it though. Some of the some of the the guy who does one of the main voices on that show is supposed to be there, and it's a it's a pretty huge list on anime. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to check it out. Um, I got my I got my VIP tickets back in October, so I'm I'm just mm-hmm. counting down to March. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to probably get a ticket for a day. Which I'm, right. I, which would, in your opinion, which would be the best day to go out of the, I think what is it three days? Yeah, um uh, well, um you 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 can only go 2 days if you don't get a VIP ticket. Um Friday is uh VIP ticket holders only. Um mm-hmm. if if you're just going to go for one day, I would I would probably recommend probably Sunday if you want to try to avoid some crowds cuz it's it's considerably slower in Lexington on 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 that day because Saturday, man, they have the St. Patrick's Day parade is the same day. And then there's some kind of concert thing that happens there called a uh, something jam, winter jam or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's packed, man. I mean, it really is. Uh, this past year, um, our hotel was about two and a half miles away from, from the convention. I was like, man, two and a half miles is not a huge deal. It, it, it took us 45 minutes to drive two and a half miles from the hotel Damn. to the convention. Oh, God, I was freaking miserable, dude. It was awful. And uh, so this this time we made sure to book our, our rooms at the Hyatt earlier. I think we, we actually booked them last March, I think, as soon as they announced when it was going to be this time. We went ahead and booked rooms so we could make sure we got one. Nice. Um, yeah, man. It's, yeah, it's, if you're, if you're going to go for one day, I would I would probably recommend Sunday. Um, sometimes there, there are some of the people who will kind of, like, dip out early on that day, you know, because it's, like, the last day or whatever. But, I mean... Mm-hmm. The past few times I've been, I mean, pretty much the whole convention was still up and going. You know, and there was like maybe one or two people were gone on Sunday. But yeah, if you, if you want to avoid the huge lines and crowd, because Saturday, man, Saturday is shoulder to shoulder. And this year they added, I forget how many, how many hundreds of square feet extra. They added like a like an extra like 800 square feet or you know thousand square feet extra or something like that. So it's going to be even worse. And there was like uh, I think their their head count was like twenty two thousand people last year. Mm. So I wow yeah I'd say yeah 
Yeah, I'd say they're they're probably going to break thirty thousand this year. Yeah, I'd just, say so. Just a while yet. All right. Well, we're going to start to wind this down. So I got one final question before we go. Um, we've already we've already heard your your favorite horror movie, which mm-hmm. um, why would ha- besides Annabelle, why would have to be your least favorite horror movie ever? My least favorite horror movie ever. Uh-huh. Uh, hmm. That's a tough one. Um, trying to think, man. Um, I think it's kind of a sci-fi horror um, kind of mix, but uh, Blood Rain, did you ever watch those? I've seen the first I think, one. I think, I, I mean, it's probably the one I was the most disappointed with because I love those games, man. I love the whole as vampire storyline that they had, and I was just – I was terribly, terribly disappointed. Um, with, I like the Blade. whole half-vampire storyline as well, but I also liked it better when Blade did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I can feel you on there. Um, I like Blade okay, man. I'm just – I don't know. I'm just not a big Wesley Snipes fan. Um, I'm, I love the first movie. The second and the third one was okay, but the first one I thought was great. Yeah, yeah, the first one's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's hard to pick which one. I, I mean, because there, there, are, there are a lot of bad horror movies out there, man. There really mm-hmm. is. There's so, so many. The worst one that I can recall, um, it was one, it was back when the movie gallery was still open in Walmart. And it tells you how long it's been. Uh, oh yeah. Um. It's like now it's like what the video store? You mean those things actually existed? Uh, and it was called Sicko or Sick something, Sick Insane Clown Killer. And it had, and I did, it sounds like it, a high the, quality film. The, the cover looked cool, so I picked, I rented it, and it was some of the worst acting mixed with the worst effects, and oh, it was just. Horrible! Wow. And, and it, it, at the time, I had a box TV, and it made me want to throw a brick through my box TV. It was so bad. <laughs> mm. Man, I think I think um, another movie that was really god awful, but everybody always puts it on their top ten list is The Exorcist. I cannot figure out why that is that is ranked as such a, an amazing horror movie. I hate it so much, man. I seen it and I, after I watched it and I was just like, eh, it's okay, but I don't see the 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 big mass appeal to where it's the scariest movie of all time. Yeah, I thought uh, the prequel that they did back in two thousand five was better. That explained oh, how yeah, that demon it, came to be. It it was it was leaps and bounds better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't fantastic, but man, it was way better than The Exorcist. I think. I hate every time. Every time I see somebody's top ten list, I just know that damn movie is going to be on there. Uh, I know another movie that I see on there that I can't get why. And I mean, I I love the series. I I, I love the video game that just recently came out. Is Alien? I'm like, that's not a that's not yeah. a horror movie. It's, I mean, it's really <laughs> yeah, not. It's, that and uh, Jaws, a- Alien, Jaws, and Exorcist are always on that list. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the I love the Alien franchise. I love the Predator franchise, but I'm like, neither one of them two are horror movies. They're to me, they're thrillers. 
Yeah, and, sci-fi and thriller and, movies, man. That's what you got. Thriller and horror, two different genres, but people think they're the same damn thing. Mm, completely different, yeah. All right, well, Michael, I think I'm gonna let you go, man. I appreciate having you on. It's been a it's been a blast, actually. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Had a good time. All right. All right, man, I hope to have you on. Maybe when um, I get caught up on The Walking Dead and this next season ends, maybe I can do like what I do with my brother and bring you back on at the end at the end of the walk, season five and we can talk about the show. Sounds like a plan, man. All right, man, I'll keep in touch with you. All right, thanks, brother. Thank you. See ya. All right, that was Michael Wilson, a um, very good friend of mine. Um so today, my next my next show should be next weekend or next week, next Tuesday. Um, Bobby Blade will join me live on the air. Uh, I got to nail down some specifics with him. Uh, I'm not going to promote it yet because I'm not 100 percent sure he's going to be on the show. But uh, we will be if he is, we will be discussing the best and worst of WCW 90 to 99. Cover the NWO. We'll cover. The finger poke of doom will cover all the ends and betweens. And um, I'm going to leave you with a song. And ladies and gentlemen, here is House of the Rising Sun by Five Finger Death Punch.
many a poor boy And God knows that I I'm one Thank you for listening to Off the Rails Radio Owned by T-Dub Entertainment 2015 Hi, you've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, I need an update. Haircut? No, my jeans, they're outdated. Run to Old Navy for tons of new jean styles on sale right now. Old Navy? Yes, try the new Rockstar 24-7. Now with more stretch and comfort than ever, you can feel and look fabulous. Plus, all jeans for the whole family are on sale up to 50% off, starting at $15 for adults and from $10 for kids. Up to 50% off all jeans? Yep, say hi to new denim at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. It's a date. New jeans at Old Navy. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 810 to 823, excludes clearance. 